1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. God, these Jack Ramsey's after dark are becoming more fun each and every night. The Blazers improved to 9 and 3 uh, game five of a six game road trip, improving to 4 and 1 on the trip. Final score of 106 95 in a game that I, somehow, some way, on a back to back, again, the Pelicans were on a back to back coming off from Chicago. Uh, they were not, however, missing their starting big man, their leading scorer, or their sixth man. <laughs> uh, the Pelicans basically fully healthy, the Blazers not, and on a long trip. Uh, Brandon, they they give it to the Pelicans. It's 106-95. It's an 11-point win, but it was a game that never felt close.
2: Yeah, you know, I it, it was an incredibly impressive performance, Danny. And I know we talked about it a lot on the watch parties. And if, you know, you're not a part of that community and you want to be, you know, feel free to to hang out with us. We watch these games. I said this, and I'm going to say it again for the people that aren't in the watch parties. I feel like just about every game except maybe one or two, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have I have caught myself going, man, I can't believe they're doing this. And it's crazy because we're 12 games in now. They're 9-3. and three. They're tied for second, or they're not tied. They're in second in the West. They have the best road, tied for the best road mark in the league. And I'm just, like, kind of asking myself out loud, like, when am I going to stop being surprised by it?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I know it's real. I know what they're doing is legitimate. But it's like you just keep waiting for some of the lack of big depth, right? Some of the – Dame sits tonight. Something you're, to come back and bite them. You're just always waiting. Like, Sean wrote a really good piece on Rose Garden Report about turnovers mm-hmm. and how, like, hey, if they just cut down their turnovers a little bit, this is what they can do. And I I openly was like, yo, like this is a cool article – but I'm worried if, if something changes that way, like something's going to go against them. Danny, they held the Pelicans to 95 points tonight. Mm-hmm. That team is not scoring below like 110 all year. And
1: then includes a 30-point quarter from them in the second quarter. It, it, they scored was, 66 points in the other three quarters.
2: It's 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 crazy, man, because it's not just like hot shooting from a couple guys and here you go, right? Like, nobody, I don't know how many people are buying Utah's start. What's crazy to me is that they are doing, like, fundamental, principled things mm-hmm. that good teams do. And so, it tonight feels really good. Like, there's been some really good wins. Tonight feels great because, I I don't know, mate, I, I'm going on a limb and saying this. I feel like most Blazer fans maybe kind of were expecting a loss and hoping for the best, and you got an outright beatdown against a full-strength Pelican team.
1: Absolutely insane stuff. Uh, you come into tonight, Damian Lillard was forced down like i'll I'll, I'll be totally blonde i just for all intents and purposes dave wanted to go tonight and the organization has decided listen i don't care how healthy you are we are going to make sure that you are good to go not Mm -hmm. tonight not tomorrow but for the remaining 70 games of the season Mm -hmm. it is an organizational shift and in doing so they have decided okay listen we're going to sit you down because it's a back-to-back. It's game five of a six-game trip. It's more important for us to have you ready to go, not only for the long haul, but to have you get ready to go so that, listen, we've already won three road games. Like, this is, this is an okay thing to do when you're already 500. You can take these risks. When you when you steal a game in Phoenix, when you come out and you handle business in Charlotte, when you do all of these things along the way, it allows the process to kind of work for itself. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic is out again tonight with an adductor injury. Shaden Sharp, which is who has essentially been the Blazers' sixth man when you're talking about scoring and coming off his best game as a pro, not available tonight. Keon Johnson is another ball handler that they've needed uh, through various times this season. He's not available to go tonight. So the Blazers are wildly shorthanded. And Anthony Simons starts out, what, 0 of 6 from the field. Him and Justice combined to go 2 of 13 in the first quarter. And it's a tie game at 27 after 1. Why? Because the depth of this team is getting better and better and better and better. It's better than we thought. Mm-hmm. But the key to this, to, the key to all of this, the biggest question you and I had coming into the season, offensively in like big scheme, can Damon Ant work? I think we've reached the point of, yeah, it's gonna be fine. Gonna
2: oh, be fine. I, I here's the crazy part. I actually don't think it's been that smooth, no, and I feel like it's gonna get better, yes, and they're nine and three, yeah, and like games kind of averaging twenty
1: nine and ants averaging twenty three, five, and five, I they're, think they're right
2: getting now. their numbers. The yeah. record would indicate, right, and I think we've seen some flashes. But I think if we're just being honest here in the trust tree, I I don't think it's actually been that smooth. I think some of their numbers, they're benefiting when each other's sitting. But that's, to me, that's a good thing in the sense of, I think they're going to figure that out. Yeah. Like, let's give them some more time here. And yet, here you are. Like, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I feel like every night, somebody, I hear a couple guys are sitting, I'm like, ah, well, you know, that's going to hurt. Like, today, I'm like, oh, Nurk, oh, Keon, Shaden, Dame. Like, all right. It doesn't matter. Jeremy Allen Shunas goes is a free. team
1: that is, has whooped this team's ass in the past.
2: And he was largely kind of useless. Yeah, yeah I, it didn't, was, I didn't feel anything for him. It was him. weird. Ingram was a complete no-show. CJ, CJ had. Ew, I've seen some of those games in Portland from CJ, and it was one of those nights. 13-7-7 on
1: 6 of 17, 1 of 7 from 3. no free 1 of 7. Yeah,
2: 1 of 7 and not getting mm-hmm. line Hurts but you just finding it from everybody like yep. Jeremy getting 27 on 50% with four steals. I know we got eight boards, but four steals and four assists and four assists. Like those are the underrated numbers. And so it, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm giddy, man. Like I'm, I'm starting yeah. to get excited because this team isn't just like gritty and like over, uh, overachieving. overachieving. No, they're fun to watch. And it's like, it feels like a real thing right now.
1: So, uh, first of all, thank you all for being here. We've got
2: 300 people in here across all the platforms
1: right now. Uh, the, uh, it's always fun watching people come in after wins and the excitement. It's, it's especially after last year. And oh, was, my God. I think everybody's kind of like rallying around. This is fun. Like, yes. This fall, if this was off of like even the 2018 19 season when they go to the Western Conference finals, I think people would still be very excited. But because it's off the the back of such a terrible year, not only on the floor, but off the floor, the organization going through all these changes, mm-hmm. there's a like a groundswell of people like, God, this is fun. It's just it, there's there's something tangible to that. Uh, and so I want to say thank you to everybody who's here. Thank you to helping us grow. Uh, I think we're at 4,300 right now. We are just flying through uh, new subscribers and new followers. Uh, The podcast has continued to be top 25 in the country uh, for the last two weeks in NBA podcasts. So um, thank you. Thank you all for that. And what I want to say is share us with your friends, share us with your families. If you're watching here live or if you're watching on the replay on YouTube, subscribe. Just help us grow. Help us continue to grow this community. If you want to come be a part of these watch parties, join the community. Uh, We had, I think, uh, anywhere between 75 and 100 people tonight in the watch party. Uh, As we got going into the season, even last year, we had upwards of 200 uh, as we got towards the end of the season. They get really fun when the the Mm -hmm. games really start ramping up. So if you want to be a part of that, that's the pitch. Uh, Other than that, I I want to dive into the the big story of tonight. Uh, Ant's going to get his love, but tonight it's Jeremy Grant again. Jeremy Grant has Goldilocksed himself in Portland. And I mentioned this tonight on Twitter. Not enough of a role in Denver, too much of a role in Detroit, and Portland. Mm -hmm. It's just right. It's a, hey, quarter of the games this season, we need you to be a 1A, 1B. Maybe it's being the guy to close out a game in Phoenix. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's going to be a guy to carry the first two quarters while Dame or Ant ramp things up for the second half. Some nights, three or four. And I need you to, to kind of, you know, really focus on defense and and patch in other places, be really disruptive on that end. My, the first game against Phoenix, he was picking up Chris Paul pretty much the entire game, making sure that was something that Dame or Ant didn't have to deal with. And tonight he answered the bell again. 27 points, eight rebounds, four assists, four steals. He was everywhere. He was again knocking down threes, getting to the rim. Jeremy Grant finished four of eight from three. And Jeremy is not a guy who is historically, historically throughout his career, taking a ton of threes. He's taking like the just right amount of threes in Portland, not quite to the volume of like a Dame or an Ant on like 10 or 11 a game. He's at like seven and a half, eight, just like, just at that right spot, but he's shooting a career best. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing about Jeremy. I think his level of play is sustainable. And honestly, I think so far from what we've seen from all of the Blazers, I don't think there's anything outlandish about their play. When you and I talked about it in the soft season, what, was, what, were, what did we expect for Anthony Simons? 22 points, five assists, three rebounds. He's right there right now. We expected Dame to be 28-7-5. and five. He's right there right now. We expected Jeremy Grant to be 18-4. and four. He is right there right now. You go down the list, everybody is kind of like where we expected them to perform. There's nothing, nobody's having a crazy shooting split. Like Nas is shooting well, but the volume's so small, it doesn't really matter. All these things, the, the surprising thing about everything that has transpired so far for the Blazers this season, Brandon, is that they're turning the ball over too much. And tonight they only had eight. And you can see it just play out. When you look at the, if you look at the box court at the end of the night, the Blazers get up 85 shots, the Pelicans get up 79 the Blazers get 11 offensive rebounds, the Pelicans 9. They're beating them in those, those opportunity points. But a team featuring Zion Williamson had 36 points in the paint to 46 points in the paint for the Portland Trail Blazers. One of the worst paint teams in the league historically for the last 10 years has continued to be a 50-point-in-the-paint team a night, And a lot of that is buoyed by Jeremy Grant.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's well, I, I, not what I saw
2: coming. Well, I mean, I, uh, on, on the turnover thing, I, I think that's a, a really positive note to build on for them, right? Aside from their defense tonight. Cleanest game of the season. And I'm gonna say something. I don't want this to sound wrong. Sometimes I do think teams, like let's say, let's just use Portland tonight since they had a. Sometimes you don't have a shade and a dame. You don't overthink things as much. simplifies it. It simplifies yeah. it as much, right? Like if 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 Nas is out there, Nas had a great game tonight, by the way. Let's give Nas some flowers here. He's he's not gotten the minutes I think we thought he would get right away. But man, when he's getting his opportunities, he's taking it. Chauncey gave him a lot of love in the post game. Naz is out there, and he's getting the rock. Yep. He he doesn't see Dame to his right. He doesn't see Shade necessarily cutting for any. He's just kind of going like, you know what? It's me. It's oh, it's Josh, and oh, it's Trendon Watford, and it's just it's a little simplistic form. Now, I think I still think they can cut those numbers down. Eight is phenomenal to have in a game, but on Jeremy, man, I. I've been so impressed. Um, I thought he'd be a great fit here. I was excited about that move. I was bummed they didn't trade for him at the deadline, and then you kind of figure out what it is and, like, what's going on behind the scenes, and you go, okay, this is going to end up working itself out. And I, I think you put it well with the Goldilocks thing. The thing I would say, too, is uh, he he just looks so comfortable in everything they run. Yeah. And what's crazy about that to me is this is his first year in this. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of everybody's first year in this because this roster has been so turned over from where it started last year. And now who's getting minutes, who's new to the rotation, who's new to the team. Like, Jeremy Grant has found his perfect sweet spot. And he had some of this with Denver on occasion, but they had so much, so many other talented pieces that you didn't see it enough. And then Detroit, it's, he's asked to do too much. I think most of the way through this season, this is not meant as a disrespect to anybody. I think he's been their second most important player. Um, I wouldn't disagree. I, I think I think
1: Ant is their second best player, but I think Jeremy's yes, their second most important right now.
2: That's that's what I would say. I I just I the impact this dude is having in so many facets. It's that cross on Zion into Got him the paint leaning. and and like listen it, Hall of Fame slithery baby. It looked like a video game glitch the way he was able to get by, get through, and then finish. And I just, I kind of want to buy a Jeremy Grant jersey. I'm there. I'm there right now. Okay.
1: I'll feel you. Uh, I see a lot of people in the chat right now talking about the Blazers zone tonight and how effective it was. The Blazers are running the zone more than every team in the NBA but one. Guess who that one team is. Who's the one team you most associate with zone? Miami.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: It's uh, Miami 1, Portland 2, Toronto 3. That's the kind of that's where they're kind of elevating themselves right now.
2: Toronto, the Toronto one for me is interesting. It's Nick Nurse. As, he
1: throws those junk defenses out there like crazy.
2: He, he does, and I think it's smart of Chauncey to also be doing it. What I mean by that though is I, I and I'm kind of reaching here a little bit admittedly. This is not intel. I I think Joe looks at what's going on in Toronto and says I want I want kind of all that.
1: They're I mean Hyper athletics. It's what they're, it's what they're dudes,
2: Zone it out. Hell, he went and got a draft pick from go. Toronto. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying, though, is like <laughs> it really reminds me of a bit of what they're built, what they've built in Toronto and sustained. I I think like that's there's Joe's blueprint. It's on. It's just the Raptor logo.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about sustained uh basketball goodness, greatness, yeah. That's kind of where it is. And for people to put clippers in there, clippers are next. Clippers are next on the list, less than the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, and the Blazers. The they are uh, on a points per possession basis. Um, they're not great. Uh, I think they're nineteenth, but they again they run it more than anybody else. Not name the Heat. The Heat are running a zone eighteen percent of the time, um, but the Clippers, Warriors, and uh, uh, Raptors are all right there. And the Blazers points per possession. The Blazers are giving up point eight nine nine. The Clippers eight eight two. The Warriors eight nine nine. And the Raptors nine three three, so they're giving up the same amount of points per possession in their zone as these other elite defensive teams. Like, it's probably time to start believing that their defense is for real. And well, I want to get it's
2: going to get better when Gary gets healthy, and
1: that's the thing I was going to get to. Um, you start talking about Nasir. year. Uh, I was going to talk about him a little bit later, but let's let's get into this year. Um Nate Jones, who's uh, one of uh, a rep for Damian Lillard, for those that don't know, he's he's on Twitter. He joked tonight that Nasir gets like basically more grenades or end of shot clock passes like here. Here you go. Do something with this. Uh, Evan Turner used to be the notorious recipient of that. And people like, why can't Turner do do more? I'm like, well, when you're giving the ball five seconds to go and everybody's loaded up to stop you, it's very difficult, especially when you can't shoot. The difference here between E.T. and Nas is that Nas can shoot. But just for giggles, coming into tonight, Brandon, do you know how many? Just take a wild guess. <laughs> how what percentage of possessions uh, has Nasir Little's shots ended up with six seconds or less on the shot clock?
2: Uh, I will say twenty-five percent.
1: Twenty-seven percent. Yeah, over a quarter of his possessions have been grenades. Hey,
2: hey, save us!
1: <laughs> and he's done incredibly well. Yeah. He's done incredibly well. If you look at his stats coming into tonight, he's not getting these opportunities that are you know left, right, and center. Uh, I don't think NBA.com is updated quite yet. Let me pull up the the, uh, the advanced uh, stats real quick for him. Nas in total is averaging, I want to say, like six shots a game, something like that, or five shots a game. Mm-hmm. That's, not even, that's 4.3. He's shooting 53-48 and, unfortunately, 56% for the free throw line. But he is taking and making his threes, taking and making his twos. And tonight you saw him get to the rim with efficiency, uh, draw free throws, get donks, knock down threes. Nas had a very familiar Nas game pre-injury. In mm-hmm. the night, 15 points, four rebounds, six of 11, one of three from, the, from three, two of three from the free throw line. I would like to see him be better on the glass because we started to see that growth curve come from him. But the flip side is if you look at the rebounding tonight for the Blazers, eight for Grant, seven for Hart, eight for Eubanks, eight for Winslow, three for Simons, six for Watford, four for Nasir, two for Jabari.
2: Do you know, Danny, where they rank in, in like just in rebounding in general in the NBA?
1: Uh, in rebound rate? Yeah. Uh, yes. Give me one second.
2: Because that was, I mean, I, I continue to be impressed with that aspect of this team too. I, I don't know what the numbers would bear out, but I don't. I don't like feel like I watch a lot of I have I've seen a lot of their games this year where I'm screaming so, out loud, get the goddamn rebound. I feel like they're <laughs> actually all doing a good job of buttons They are eleventh the in the NBA. Yeah, okay. That's which that, is it's
1: a good spot to be.
2: It's a good spot to be for what that team is with their <laughs> the lack of big help. Yeah, that's, that's so impressive. The, their rebound percentage is
1: fifty point nine percent. Uh their offensive rebounding percentage, I feel like they're uh right in the middle of the pack. Yep, they are fourteenth. Their defensive rebound rate, they are just below middle of the pack. They are 16th, 71.2. Yeah. And it's not a, a totally indicative, but teams that finish possessions with rebounds are typically associated with good defenses. So here's your top eight, top nine uh, leaders in the rebounding Cavs, Bucks, Wizards, Kings, Nuggets, Magic, Raptors, Pacers, Heat. Yeah. You can kind of you get a feel for it. It's again, not a totally indicative, but there's you secure your good defensive possessions with rebounds. And mm-hmm. the Blazers are doing a good enough job of keeping opponents off the glass. So, uh, but again, I want to get back to Nasir real quick. I, I've i seen some people, and well, we talked about I talked about it uh, on Jack Ramsey's After Dark a couple nights ago, of uh, the general idea of, okay, has Nasir forced Chauncey Billups' hand? I think this was two games ago. And I didn't think he had, Force his hand yet but he was getting to the point where if he came out in the next game and played well again and then again and again they kept building on it he was going to force his hand i tweeted that out last night when jabari walker was out there i was like chauncey has a problem on his hands he has 12 Mm -hmm. guys he has
2: to play i i think that's the other sneaky part of this right is how he's balancing this roster and you go why is Nas not playing you're like well he's already played 11 guys (laughs) like that's that's the thing And, and gary's not Yet back he should Gary's gonna get minutes he's not gonna not play so I wonder
1: again I don't think he'll be ready until Thanksgiving I haven't heard any changes yet I wonder if he doesn't play the homestand Gary yeah just because things are going well right now don't rush him back if he's sure. not a hundred 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 percent don't sure. force him in this rotation right now because Chauncey's already got to juggle a lot yeah if if he needs another week cool Cool, 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 cool. But as it pertains to Nasir, I've seen a lot of people say, "Well, well, why can't he get more minutes?" Because Josh Hart's playing a lot, Justice Winslow's playing a lot. Justice played thirty-eight minutes tonight. Josh Hart played thirty eight.. Jeez. Okay, Nasir only played twenty-four. Again, that's more minutes than he's been getting. But the flip side of this is, what do Josh Hart and Justice Winslow provide that Nasir Little doesn't play? Oh,
2: naked. they can play make. It, yeah.
1: They they can they can dribble pass. Mm-hmm. Nasir is a play ender. We were talking about this the watch party. Nasir is a bigger Wes Matthews. When the ball hits hell, bigger Gary Trent Jr. When the ball hits Nasir's little hands, it is shoot three or drive and shoot. That is, and that's not a bad thing. Josh Hart is kind of that guy, but his creation comes off of his drives. He's a reluctant, more reluctant shooter. Justice and Josh have more playmaking in in their skill sets. And with Dame out or Ant out or both out in some games or Nurk out, they need those guys out there to work as facilitators. And they're, they're just a little bit better as far as general overall players because of their veteran IQs. Nas is getting there. You can see him getting more comfortable working back into these things. But if Nasir keeps playing the way that he is right now, he has to get more minutes. And if that means... <clears throat> a little less playmaking on the floor with Josh Hart or Justice Winslow. I think they need to kind of figure that out. Whether that's get Dame back on the floor a little earlier, get stagger ant a little differently, uh, get Nurk on the floor to work as a facilitator, get yeah. Trendon on the floor to have him work as a facilitator, maybe a little less Drew. And it's not a shot at Drew. We gotta give Drew his love tonight. But just to find a way to get Nas out there because he is a plus shooter and he is a rim pressure guy with a a uh, penchant for finishing At the rim
2: I think the tough thing With this though Is everything you're saying Is true But I I don't know man I, I think we're learning More and more about Chauncey As we go on right Like last year We learned nothing And he deserves A lot of credit For everything that's going on Right now Because they're They're one of the big stories Of the league
1: I would I say that The Blazers and Jazz Are the two best stories In the NBA right
2: now Well they're easily The two best I just was like Are we differentiating Between Utah Portland I I, I don't know Like Utah had worse expectations, I guess, than Portland. But that being said, I, I just don't know what – I don't know if he is going to do that. I think he's a real feel during the game guy. And today it was fairly obvious. Danny, they put out some lineups out there. You and I were like, not really a <laughs> – Not really a ball handler out there right really now. a is ball handling there? playmaker. <laughs> like, Trendon's, Trendon's a good ball, a playmaker, but he he's a secondary playmaker. Yes. Like, he needs a 100%. dame or an ant. Josh isn't necessarily that primary that dude. initiator. So yeah, a primary initiator. And, and I just, I hear what you're saying. I just don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that Chauncey will do it. Maybe he will. Maybe he sees this in Nas and it's getting better. And boy, Nas had such a great game tonight. But when you have the playmaking ability of, of, of those other guys, like I just, it's, it's hard for me to see him truly. Will he, will he flex out of that? I, what he's doing is working right now, man. Like it's hard to argue with results that, He'd give you a dub. Because of injuries and, and Chauncey playing with
1: stuff and everything that's kind of going on. I'm i on Cleaning the Glass right now. And the starting lineup, Dame, Aunt Josh, Jeremy, Nurk, has played the most possessions. 227 coming into tonight. I don't believe these numbers are updated quite yet. That lineup is in the 46th percentile in the NBA overall. Mm-hmm. It's got a plus 3.8 uh net rating. So basically a plus 4 net rating. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. Their offense is in the 60th percentile, their defense is in the 43rd percentile. Not bad. Okay. The next best lineup is all the starters and the front court Hart, Grant, Nurk with Simons and Sharp. Their defense is god tier, their offense has struggled. Yeah. And that kind of continues all the way down the line. Their offense has kind of been of the the I say all this, there are so many lineups in here that have like eight, seven, six, nine, twelve, fourteen, twenty something possessions. It's like a whole page and remember the starting lineup has like two hundred and twenty seven possessions, but as you're scrolling through them, almost all of them are positive. there's so many positive lineups in here, with the exception of like the the junk lineups that have been mm-hmm. thrown out there. And I think that kind of speaks to where this team is that basically whatever they're throwing out there is working. And they're throwing so many different machinations out there. And I, I think that speaks to how effective this team is. And I want to give the Blazers um, social media slash content team a lot of credit right now for anybody who hasn't watched it. You know what? I'm going to link it right now. I'm going to find it. Um, there is a kind of a docu-series from the Trailblazers called The Trail. Mm -hmm. And it's about 20 minutes long so far. I watched it last night. Um, Aaron Grossman is the, I think he's the director of content for the Blazers. I can't remember his actual title, but uh, he's the guy below um, Dwayne Hankins on the content side. He helps manage like Casey and Amaro or Fernando now. Uh, And uh, Mario uh, Milosevic on the, content team, like the art side. It is a 21 minute episode and they focus on training camp and coming together and everything about it. It's incredible. Casey's the interviewer in it. It's incredibly well done. It's like, it's fantastic editing and put together in such a fantastic manner. But one of the, the major themes, again, this has been hammered so much by the team. That it's kind of makes you roll your eyes the whole connected thing, but the bonding and and everything that has come together from that trip to Santa Barbara, but something has not been pubbed and I want to
2: talk about this. Uh, I think oh, I saw oh. this. I now that you're mentioning but, it, it, it's like, you mentioned it, about twenty minutes long. A, I, yeah, you mentioned Santa Barbara. I think I saw this today. Okay, if you did, it's it's about like I said, it's
1: about twenty minutes long. But there, yeah. there's a thing that comes out of it that they haven't really pubbed much. Uh, in the media or in, in talking in press conferences that I thought was really interesting. Joe did when he came on with us, when he talked about how well the young guys were playing in camp. And people remember, everybody kind of laughed like, oh yeah, I'm sure going against your own guys, you've, you've looked really good, remember? Mm-hmm. In there, all the other players are talking about how, and all the other coaches, Coach Hetzel, Chauncey, uh, Roy Rogers, they're all talking about the young guys because they've been together since June, are pushing the veterans, pushing them to compete pushing them to play harder. And I think you're seeing those young guys be able to deliver because they pushed those veterans and those veterans pushed back. And I think that helped kind of bring this team together faster than anybody anticipated. Right. And I think you're seeing that develop here on the road. And I think you're seeing out, I think you're seeing all of the the little things because their talent is better. There, there's, there, to me, there's there's not a doubt in my mind that their talent is better and makes more sense than it has over the last couple of years. Like I, I know some people will argue with that that Norm and Cove and CJ and, and Nance are more talented. I think this version is more talented.
2: Cov and Norm aren't even like playing.
1: They're they're not. Listen, I, mean, I don't want to downplay yeah. those guys. They're, they're no,
2: I know, right but, but like I just for those that crowd that's yeah. like really uh, I don't. I mean, yeah, um.
1: but putting this talent in this incubator and having all these guys together, like it, it could be a, a placebo effect. I, I, I don't know, but in watching this video, you, the way they talk about each other and the competitive nature of it, the vision of Joe and Chauncey is very evident. And this is before we got, get into media day and, and the, the, the talk back and forth and the framing of everything. Like when they shot a lot of the stuff, like in the summertime leading up and then going down there, the way they came together, and the way they are coming together right now on the floor, Shaden Sharp looks like a guy you can throw out there every night. Jabari mm-hmm. Walker looks like a guy that you could throw out there every night. Trendon Watford looks like a guy you can throw out there every single night. Drew Eubanks looks like a guy that you can throw out there every single night.
2: Hey, Drew is like—I thought Drew had a big game tonight. Big, was, big game.
1: The last two games, he's been fantastic. Yep. When, when Drew Eubanks is allowed to sit in the paint, run the floor— and dive on pick-and-rolls and set hard screens, like, I have four things that I do really well. Oh, I should say five. Being a giant red-ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was trying to out-red-ass Larry Nance tonight, and it was like an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. It was great. <laughs> it was just, just a red-ass off. Um, but you, when you get these guys in their lanes and you allow them to succeed, I think that's the biggest difference from the last iteration of the Blazers to this one, you have guys in roles that make sense and not necessarily a pecking order like that exists, but it's more fluid than it wasn't. It was Dame or CJ save us. Mm-hmm. Now it's, Hey, Dame and our guys, but Hey, some nights it'll be Jeremy Grant. Some nights it'll be Yusuf Nurkic. Some nights it'll be Josh Hart. Some nights it'll be Shaden Sharp that comes in and bails the starters out after getting the crap kicked out of him in the first quarter.
2: Well, Don't, I I would also say like, don't overlook, I hate, I, you know, I hate doing this for like the 8,000th time, but like, (laughs) don't overlook the leadership quality of, of the letter O.
1: No. And that's, that's the frame around it all.
2: I, I think, I think I think like you have to always start there and I know he gets praised for it and you know, we all know it, but like legitimately, his ability to come in this year, every guys like you and I, Fans, everybody, like we don't know what to make of this team. You know, you want to be optimistic, but you're like, ah, how much can I really get into it? And he had every right to feel how a superstar his magnitude feels. And you know what he did? He said, "No, I'm gonna embrace this. I'm gonna take in Ann as like my little brother, and me and him are gonna run the backcourt. I'm gonna take Shaden in, and be a mentor. I got my guy Jeremy here. I love that we got a GP experienced, you know, championship defensive mm-hmm. dog here. Josh is still around." He's given – when you get the best player of a franchise, when you truly get a generational superstar player, Mm -hmm. when they get the buy-in, it's pretty amazing to see what you can get results-wise. And so, yes, everything you're saying, the young guys pushing the vets, like that definitely was the thing. But I I just don't think anything happens if the letter O doesn't go, hey. Well, he signs off on it. Ego is gone. Like, you want to hit the game-winner? Bro, I'm there tapping my wrist next to you. You want to give me the game winner? I know I can hit it. Like, there's a belief system that exists within Dame. And I think it's one of the strongest traits that he's ever possessed of all the things that he has in his career is he has an internal belief in people that a lot of other people don't have the same faith in. And yes, those people don't know it because they don't play basketball. But he still believes in you. Even when other people don't. And that's I, I don't want to overlook that aspect. It's one of my favorite parts about him is just a an inherent leadership. And we all know it and we see it in our own lives, right? You know a good leader when you see it, and you know a good person when you see it. And and Dame just kind of oozes all of that. And look at the starts you get nine and three.
1: Think about what this team has done nine and three. Jeremy Grant, multiple game winners. You had the uh, buzzer beater against uh, Miami, and you had his drive-by dunk on LeBron to put away the Lakers. Anthony Simons, floater over Mikhail Bridges. Ants nuclear quarters that has gotten them back or won them games. Josh mm-hmm. Hart, game winner. You know when Dame has saved this team this season? Last night in Charlotte. Like sure. Second and third going quarter. Going off. Just, third quarter, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flamethrower this team. Don't worry about it. We're good. Right. But otherwise, he has had zero trouble deferring. And we haven't seen the best version of Damian Lillard. Like, for for all of the, uh, the pessimism surrounding this team, and I was a part of it in the sense of, like, after watching the preseason, I, I, I have said that I will wait until probably 20, 25 games Christmas before I make an adjustment. I'm making an adjustment. I I pick this team to they're over. I pick them to win forty two games. I think this is a forty five or forty six win team, and this is a legitimate playoff team. As long as they stay healthy, as long as they stay healthy, this is a team that I don't know if they'll do noise or make noise. I know this.
2: They're you don't want to play them.
1: You don't want to play them. They, <laughs> this team I, is a
2: pain in your ass. Bro. I I will
1: tell you right now. This team will not Phoenix itself in the playoffs.
2: Ask the Phoenix Suns. Ask the Miami Heat. Ask the New Orleans Pelicans. Like, ask the L. A. Lakers. This team—they don't a pain go away. The ass, they don't go away. They
1: don't let go of the rope. That is, no. that is. If there's one thing I can say about this team, they don't let go of the rope. And you right. have Dame to thank for the buy-in, Ant to thank for the buy-in because that was the big, those were the big questions. We all knew Jeremy Grant could play defense. We all knew Josh Hart, and Nasir Little, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Um, Gary Payton, all those guys, defensive-minded guys. The questions were, will Damon Ant be able to do this? They've done it. There hasn't been a game this season where you're looking at, like, man, Damon Ant are getting fried.
2: Yeah.
1: If they get beat. That happens in the NBA. But everybody's working on a string. Everybody's got that buy-in. Chauncey's got
2: them. Chauncey. It doesn't feel as noticeable with the backcourt struggling defensively no. the way it did, and I, this isn't a shot at any former. I just think the roster construction... You've got absolute dog, smart, defensive-minded players right behind him at three other positions. And so if one of them struggles or has him get by one, that I, I, I know Dame's strength is not defense, okay? Yeah. That's okay to say. No, but one of the I've, best offensive not, players in the league is okay to not be a defensive stalwart. But But what I've noticed about it, though, is I feel like more this year, even when he gets beat, he's not giving up. It it feels like he's like he gets Multiple back efforts. into it, and there's swipe yeah. efforts, and then there's help defense coming in. Like it's not just like It felt like last year, and maybe the year before, it was kind of like a little Olayish, you know? And it's like oh, oh no, I'm it was last
1: two years. I mean, let's let's take last year out of it. The last sure. two years before that were Dame's two worst years as a defender.
2: Absolutely, and so it just it kind of had that feeling. This year, it already it, it it feels different uh in that way. I'm not gonna readjust win loss stuff yet. I'll, I'll continue to wait, but. I will say, definitely has a feel of a legit playoff team, uh, especially with the way the West is kind of shaking out right now. And some of these teams, like Golden State, will figure it out. Um, that being said, like you don't want to play this group. Like this is no. just a pain in your ass, thorn yeah. in your side. Like, damn it, man! Like, oh, we got the we got the four seed, the five seeds, Portland. Yeah. Like. Damn it. Yeah, they're like great. We got home know court I mean? advantage, but we got to play this freaking team. These dudes don't care. They're yeah. six and one on the road. Do you think they
1: give a shit about home court advantage? No. Um, and I, I'm, I am adjusting my expectations, and it has nothing to do with the win loss because this team. We talked about this offline. This team could just as easily right now, as they're nine and three, could be four and eight because they've had a lot of coin toss games go their way.
2: I got to oh, both, uh, and I'm done hearing about this. You you get your negativity out of here. This is no, after dark. No,
1: this is this is the positivity. Hold on. We're going to close on this.
2: They actually could be awful. They No, not. they
1: could be four and eight. But I don't care because the process. The process of these games, you take the score away. Feels good. The process makes sense. There's no statistical outliers. Everybody's doing kind of what we expected. And really... They're not doing as well as we expected in the areas that we kind of understand them to be good at, like consistent three point shooting, uh, taking care of the ball, and it was like, well, they're they're playing faster, they're getting the more transfers. They they could legitimately be a team that's around five hundred or under five hundred right now. But yeah. they're they're again, they're not letting go of the rope, and they're executing. They're getting some luck. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, their their process is what is allowing them to be there in the end, to have the opportunities to win. And that is more important. Yeah. So that's where I want to end it at right now. Uh, Thank you guys all for being here. Like, review, subscribe, help us grow the show. We got 600 people in here across all platforms. Thank you guys. Uh, It's awesome seeing this this many people in here uh, live. Uh, if you're watching live or you're watching on the replay please click subscribe uh, join the channel if you want to participate in the watch parties help us get to our goal we're trying to hit 5,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel uh, by the end of the year you can find us on social media at Danny Meringue, at Brandon's Break at Jack Ramsey's Uh, you can email the show jackramseys at gmail.com we will be back on Saturday for the last watch party of the road trip against Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks where the Portland Trailblazers will have the opportunity to have a 5-1 road trip on a 6-game trip they're gonna do it crazy
2: as that is watch um, him hold Luca to 10 points <laughs> break, break the
1: 30 point streak that'd be that'd be nuts uh you can find brandon uh every morning 69 with his co-host uh D- andy dirt johnson on 1080 fan you can find me with my co-host dusty Hera at uh, noon to three also on 1080 uh we will start up the only dan's account where we bring all the good stuff uh that'll be the after after dark account uh straight video feed of nothing but feet picks. wait what um
2: Mm. (laughs) toes you say
1: Mm, toes Uh, (laughs) I kid please don't get too grossed out Uh, we will see you guys on Wednesday and then it'll be a three game homestand where we won't have any more watch parties I'll be back in the building hopefully we'll uh, uh, talk to these guys about this road trip after they get back and uh, we got more good news Uh, everybody enjoy the rest of your night Uh, if you've got tomorrow off uh, enjoy a a wonderful wonderful veterans day Uh, obviously I'm a veteran
2: thank you guys for your service
1: listen Cool. Thank Seriously. you. Seriously, I I appreciate that. I was just gonna say, you don't have to thank me. I, I I don't care. But if you see an old vet, give him a nod tomorrow. It means a lot, especially if you see one struggling out on the streets. Um, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. Sorry to end it on a on a on a on a downer, but uh, a lot yeah. of a lot of my former brothers and sisters are are down on their luck. So if you can do something to help them out tomorrow and brighten their day, please do. Uh, other than that, we will catch you guys on Saturday. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, Brandon. Go enjoy your fa. I'm going to go see my wife because I haven't seen her for most of the day. <laughs> Everybody take care. Talk soon. you guys. Bye.